Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Val McCarty is in the business of helping organizations visualize, communicate, and execute strategy in real time. Her studies were acquired at both University of Alberta and Grant McEwen University and encompassed management, education, and human services with an aim to continue learning. Her previous experience includes the financial sector, fitness sector, and early childhood education. When Val is not at work, you can find her outside with her grandkids or looking forward to the next live jam. Now let's listen as Val digs into how Matt Gramblicka is implementing tech to help improve a 100% employee-owned construction business. Take it away, Val. Wonderful. Welcome listeners to another edition of Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast. The LIBI podcast is supported by Rainforest Alberta and showcases those who are contributing to and or supporting the innovation ecosystem in Alberta. This podcast is published in Google Podcasts and iTunes Store for Apple products. Let me introduce myself, Val McCarty. I am in the business of empowering startups through friendships, knowledge, and opportunities, helping get your business why socialized, and helping your business get funded. And today I have Matt Gramblicka. As a guest, I hope I got your last name right. You did. Awesome. Matt has dedicated his career to finding innovative and cost-effective IT and enterprise application solutions to support business challenges. His focus on system thinking, collaboration, and business value has led to a proven track record of delivery and continuous improvement. As VP of IT and Enterprise Applications at Graham Construction, he is committed to injecting a startup approach to delivering value through digital solutions. This is going to be an interesting conversation. You get IT and the construction industry in the same room. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to having you on this podcast. Welcome, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. So tell our listeners a little bit about your beginnings. I call it the what, why, and how of Matt. Yeah, I grew up in Calgary, so I'm native native Calgarian, or just outside of Calgary, actually, on a farm. I thought I was going to be a farmer when I grew up, but that didn't pan out. And then I wanted to be a hockey player in the NHL. And obviously, I'm here talking to you, and, and you know that's not my, the path I chose, but I did actually end up refereeing hockey and pursued that at a, at a high level. And for any of our listeners that are in Western Canada, they might know the Western Hockey League. So I used to officiate there. So, but then, you know, it was also pursuing a career in, in the computer industry and have a degree in computer science. And that's kind of been my, my path of software development and then working, working my way through different industries and, and different opportunities that came up along the way. So. Wonderful. Did you always know you would have a career in the construction sector you support today? No, I started off really on the software development side. And, and to me, it was more about, you know, what, what problems are out there to solve? How can we solve them? And, 
And uh, early in my career, it was looking at the opportunities that had the technology that would support that. I, I did actually start a couple summers off working for Graham Construction while I was in university. I did a couple summer stints here. Uh, we branched out into oil and gas a little bit to get different experience and, and work in, in, in different industries. I worked for a software company for a while as well, and then came back to Graham. And what, what really got me the most was just the, the opportunity to kind of work for a business where you can actually see some really cool tangible outcomes. You can drive by things. When you go by Peace Bridge or St. Patrick's Island Bridge in Calgary, you can go, hey, we built that. So it's kind of cool to to see the results of the things your business is doing. So, and, and the problems in our, in our world are real, real world and easy to understand. And a lot of the things that we work on within our team are, are how do we make our, our construction teams more effective and, and more efficient. So that's a lot of the focus of what we do. So that, that to me was very attractive and why I've spent the bulk of my career here. That sounds good. I did a little research on Graham Construction and the website under Graham's history. I liked this. It has a proud story of growth, vision, commitment, inspiration, and innovation. Their roots are deep. Standards are unmatched. Um, I understand that Graham is looking for ways to inject a more startup-like mentality for our listeners, what that sort of looks like. For sure. A lot of our construction workers are really prideful on, you know, finding different ways to solve problems. There's a lot of engineers in our company and solving problems is kind of why they got into that field and and looking at better ways of doing things and building better mousetraps, I guess, to, for lack of a better term. And, and in reality, you know, our, our business is, a, you know, it's it's hard to make a lot of money at it. It's more of a volume based than a high profit business. So you have to be efficient at what you do and, and finding quick and unique ways to solve problems really brings that innovation, innovative mindset out. And so it's been a focus for us. And, you, you know, sometimes when your, your business gets a little bit bigger, there's, there's always a reluctant or you, you end up settling back into with just, you know, kind of the big machine. It's hard to move it. And, our team, especially on the IT side and the enterprise applications, have been, you know, trying to stay nimble and how do we do things a little bit quicker and getting you know, value for the dollar that we're spending. So that's the the mentality. We're trying to just inject a bit more of that back in there and and you know, add value to to our field so that you know workers in the field are are more efficient and they're seeing seeing things a lot quicker. So that's the the approach we're trying to take. Sounds very good. So again, on the website, Graham, it said that Graham is 100% employee owned, which sparked my attention right away. I'm like, 100%? <laughs> the employee owners are from all levels of the company, not just the executive and senior management. This employee ownership model fosters an entrepreneurial spirit and environment, a workplace where people are accountable to both themselves and their colleagues and have a genuine vested interest in the success of every project. This is really awesome. <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. Yeah. With, with this already in place, with this, you know, fostering that entrepreneurial spirit, is there much uh, of an employee mindset paradigm shift that they have to make with trying to get IT-infused processes in there? I would, I would say yes, in a way. And, you know, what the, the statement on, on the, the website is true. You know, we are 100% employee-owned, so the employees own this business. Um, 
and everybody has an opportunity to invest the same way. So, you know, the unit of the receptionist is the same as the unit that our CEO has. And that's, that's the beauty of it. And, and everyone treats it like it's their money when money's being spent and looking for efficient ways to do things. So if you save a dollar, you know, part of that dollar goes in your pocket as a shareholder. So that's the, um, that's the, the atmosphere we have and the culture we have and, and how people drive to, you know, work together to solve problems because we're all in it together. I mean, it's, it's our business and we want it to be efficient. We want it to be a great place to work, which it is and, and have good, good teammates around us to, to do these things. So it, it definitely has a, a different feel than, you know, companies in the past where I've worked and, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you have an option-based mentality, you don't have a lot of investment in that. You just hope that it turns out well, but here it's, you're really putting your own money on the line to make sure that the business is successful. And so in terms of making that shift, you know, with, with infusing IT processes, it's not necessarily the IT that's, that's in their way or, or would it be, it's almost like, um, yeah, if, if I owned the company and I found a new way of saving the company some money, I would totally be in, in for it. You know what I mean? Like sign mm-hmm. me up kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That mind shift from paper to computer, you know, making the lives in, of the field employees, for example, more efficient. Let's shed some light on maybe some specific examples. Sure. Our, our industry in general in construction is probably the laggard when it comes to process efficiency and making improvements. And in fact, there's studies have shown that we're probably less productive overall than we were maybe 100 years ago even. And you'd think with all the technology and equipment and things like that that we have in place, we could kind of get there, but, you know, safety regulations, you know, more demanding, more complex projects has made it, um, you know, a lot more challenging to kind of to be more productive and build things faster and and more cheaply. So it's it's a challenge that way for sure. And you're right. There are a lot of things that are still paper based and we're really trying to, you know, make that shift from. Yes, it's on a piece of paper. Do we just want to put a digital piece of paper in the computer? Well, it doesn't really save anybody anything other than now we can maybe report off of it or leverage that information. We're really trying to tackle some of the things that we can collect information off of the way people work. You know, one one example of a technology that we've leveraged where, you know, in the past, you'd, you'd have people that would go around and take pictures to document a site and then use those pictures for discovery or if you need to uh, double check, like, you know, where did we put that pipe behind the wall so that we're not going to nail into it? It it was a lot of effort to, you know, take the pictures, collect the pictures, store them in a, in a file or, you know, and then tag them so that you can actually find them and all that. And most of the times, you know, a picture only takes the part that you were looking at and it doesn't take the, the whole room. So you'd still end up and maybe not collect everything 100%. One of the new technologies were implementing on our projects is you know leveraging a 360 degree camera that you put on top of somebody's helmet they open the blueprint on their app and then they just walk around and it figures out where they are based on the blueprints and then can stitch that together so and you know as long as you do that with the right frequency over several days you can you can actually go back in time and look behind the wall for example or look into the ceiling and and things like that and the technology that's 
in there. It's got learning capabilities, AI, machine learning, and you know, it just gets better over time. So as you keep walking, you don't have to walk to the same place and it recognizes where you are in relation to the model. So, you know, that that alone would save, you know, somebody four or five hours a week on a project site. So, you know, it adds up over time and allows them to do, you know, more, more high value things where it's, you know, managing stakeholders and, you know, working with the team and understanding a project versus just documenting it, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. I know I just had a feel for when you were talking about standards and I did some time talk about jobs in your past. I did some time as a consultant for a family day home agency that was accredited. But because it was accredited, a simple thing became extremely complex because of all the safety standards that you had to adhere to. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, something that may have taken you, you know, maybe five minutes before was now taking you 15 only because of these standards that one had to adhere to. So it's wonderful to think of something as as simple as as a 3D camera on a on a someone's helmet. That would be gathering so much more data for you to work with mm-hmm. in such less t- amount of time. So yeah, the gains are are astronomical, right? Because those standards, they it seems to be for accreditation anyway in the in the in the early childhood arena, it seemed to be splitting hairs so much just to make sure that everything was was accounted for. And I would imagine I don't know if it's the same in construction, but uh, that's just what it brought to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, very yeah. interesting story. Any other success stories that that uh, you've implemented in the past that come to mind besides this, the example that you just gave? Yeah, we've we have you know products that we use, and actually we were an early adopter of technology. Probably twenty plus years ago, we built a solution called Toolbox, which we're actually in the process of replacing because it's in legacy technology and things like that. And it was used to, you know, manage manage a project, create purchase orders, do your project forecasting, manage change orders, and just have a a consistent way of doing it across, you know, project to project. And we just found that, you know, having a consistent process, you know, the way we do things, the tool that we're using that's consistent across the board, really helped with, you know, moving people around from project to project and and sometimes even across our divisions. So we, we do work in, you know, buildings type things, warehouses and that, and infrastructure type projects, bridges and other things that I mentioned and, and some industrial clients where it's, uh, you know, working in plants and pipelines and those types of things. So, <clears throat> excuse me, just having that, you know, a consistent approach to things, you know, when people move to a different project, they know how to, to do the, to do the things they need to do there and it's and then reporting off of it we understand things that are common across projects so it, it, it's given us that so we do have you know a lot of areas like i said that we've we've been able to make some progress there and in some ways you know we're still we still have paper for a lot a lot of things but uh, you know and it's it's a journey and we're just trying to, to get get through some of those other areas. But it's a very hands-on industry by nature, right? You're building things. And so even with that in mind, it you can you can't really IT a hands-on thing. Do you know what I mean? Like you can, but that's where the the challenge would be is to okay, what how can we make it easier for the employees in the field? What can we change with IT? Yeah. Absolutely and 
you know, looking at, and we, we have a lot of support services that we, we call them, you know, there's finance, accounting, risk, quality, HR, those types of things. And, you know, they're really meant to support construction and, and we do, you know, it's a, a constant reminder that we are in the business of construction and the, the, if we can make a project team more efficient, you know, we have to find ways to do that. And to your point, technology, IT based things aren't always going to make someone doing construction better. But there is a lot of construction technology that we can invest in that certainly would, or at least, you know, release or remove some of that administrative burden that we have on on project sites so they can focus more on the construction activities. And there are, you know, construction technologies that will help with that. I've seen some exoskeleton suits that people can wear that, you know, if you're working with your hands above your head, it actually supports your arms and and can help with fatigue and relief, which, you know, reduces injury. And, you know, a big focus is, you know, for us is making sure that everybody gets home safely at the end of the day. And so, so there are technology areas that not just specifically IT that we can leverage to, you know, move that needle as far as productivity goes. That's a great idea. Keeping everyone safe, using technology to keep everyone safe. Graham Construction is also known to be an industry expert with over 2,200 employees and 8,500 site workers, <laughs> what challenges face a larger company like Graham in kind of rolling out an adoption of new tech? Mm. Yes, we are. It, it is getting more and more challenging as, as, as we grow. And it's really building that network from, you know, our, our, our corporate area, which is where a lot of our back office functions are, are supported from. And embedding the experts within the business so that they're, you know, closer to the action. So we're, we're in, I think we have 23 business units now. So we're spread out across North America. And it is challenging for sure to get the message uh, consistent and clear and, and adopted. And we're working on, you know, building that skill set and that muscle within, within the groups so that they can self sustain when it comes to onboarding new people or, training people on changes and things like that. So we're, we're leveraging technology with communication platforms. So we've got a, a consistent approach there and, you know, having online training and, and really adapting that training to the way people learn. Some people are auditory, some people are visual, some people are just let me figure it out on my own. So it's, it's finding what works for each individual as well. So definitely a challenge that we haven't totally figured out. We're in the middle of upgrading our construction solution, as I mentioned, and it's a big journey for us. So we're going to support it as best we can and, and you know, deliver that to pockets of the business as they're ready to take on that challenge. It's a big challenge, but definitely worth we're trying to solve in bits and pieces. I know Graham's looking for more entrepreneurial mindset employees already. So that in itself will be a plus in terms of how could we do things different? How could we change things just a little? Mm-hmm. If people are coming with that sort of mindset already, or a startup mindset, they're, they're already thinking out of the box, so to speak. So do you, would you say that there's a shortage of IT skills in the construction sec- sector? Or are those skills sort of being met by by the new employees that are coming coming in? Mm-hmm. I 
I think in general, there's a shortage of IT skills and we being in the Calgary market with a lot of startups and, and, you know, people coming out of the colleges and universities, you know, the first thing everybody wants to work for Google, right? Or, or something that's kind of fun and, and things like that to work on. And, and that's why, you know, I mentioned we're, we're really trying to embrace that and, you know, work with that community within Calgary to, you know, extend, extend what we're able to do internally with, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit, the startup mentality. And sometimes a problem you need solved is just a, a, a quick one. And, and with that networking community available to us, we're going to take advantage of it. Um, and, and I think the other thing that we're, we're able to do is, you know, have that entrepreneurial mindset. You know, our team, for the most part, is focused on implementing new and improving our solutions that we have. And, you know, probably in the 60% of people's effort is kind of focused there versus, you know, 30, 40% on sustaining and maintaining our existing footprint. So that's, that's another way that we're finding to attract people. It's come, come here because we have some really interesting, fun problems to solve that you get to be a part of. So that's, that's, you know, we hope that we're, we're going to be able to, to change minds and say, we're, we're just as, you know, as, as fun to, a fun place to work as, as, uh, as a startup would be. You betcha. And so it sounds like you're always looking for ways to do more with less. Absolutely. Yeah. I, as I mentioned, we're, we're a low margin business, so we have to be efficient with our spend and constantly looking at ways to, to improve things and make them better. And, it is a focus, but it, I think it really forces you to be entrepreneurial and, and find the most efficient way to do things, which means you have to be creative. And, and a, lot of, a lot of the things that we've done and have you know, focused our energy on are creative. So it's, it's, it's been a fun journey for sure. Okay. So how does Graham intend to keep things user-friendly, like keep all this IT, IT stuff user-friendly? Mm-hmm. We... We work closely with with our users when when we are making changes or thinking of making changes and, and implementing them. Uh, a lot of the focus of my team is really around integration of you know different tool sets so that you know you reduce the amount of time people spend using something and that when they enter information it's actually you know pushed around to all the other places that it's that's needed and then it's available you know for reporting. And things like that. So, um, but yeah, definitely, you know, bringing people into that process earlier so they have, you know, we get some valuable feedback on what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, user friendly is also about consistency. So, making sure that as we do things, we're doing them in a similar fashion and there's a, a positive transfer of things like you go to the top right when you need help or you go to the left when you need to, need to open up a new task. So, um, consistency, early user testing, you know, those, those we find help with our adoption and, and how easy it is to actually roll things out. So it would definitely help. It sounds like there would be an, an easy way to adopt if, if the employees are, are working basically to better their own company and, uh, have already employed those who have that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mindset. I would imagine that it, it would lend itself things going very positively. Would there be a competitive advantage in digitizing different solutions? Did you want to talk about that for a little bit? For sure. There are opportunities within our business. I think our business is ripe for things like that. One of the, you know, 
simplest ways would be for us to leverage the information that we've collected, look at, you know, are there predictive elements to the data and leveraging that to be, you know, more efficient or at least recognize things earlier on a project so they can be corrected if needed and, and things like that. There's, you know, there's not a lot of things that we do that would be considered proprietary other than our, our estimating knowledge and our you know, the way we build things and things like that. So I think there there would definitely be some ways that we could use technology to potentially, you know, monetize some of the things we do, whether that's having, you know, information on our subcontractors, for example, and, you know, helping them better off with supply chain. There's some opportunities that we could, we could bridge things that way. Uh, the other the other opportunity might be in you know building maintenance and things like that. So if we're building things and putting technology in place so that you can do some more preventative or predictive maintenance on on the solutions, you know that's an area our owners are getting into, but that might be something that we could offer as a, a value added service down the road. That would be fantastic. Just think of the idea that the the speed in which data can be um, collected and utilized in terms of checks and balances and keeping things safe going forward. And I just think it would be almost that gamification kind of mode of getting that information in and being able to utilize it. You know, I think that'd be a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how all of this is an added value to our wonderful rainforest ecosystem, all those techie minded people out there. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, we, we have some, you know, definitely some industry knowledge within our within our group here and open to having conversations with with companies and especially within the community about you know where where we could help innovate within the construction industry so we're we're definitely a, a willing and open partner to support that and you know a lot of the a lot of the people on our team have been in this you know in in tech and within an industry for a lot of years so understanding how that works and sharing that in, in, in a mentorship capacity is, you know, something else that we're, we're open and willing to do. And we've partnered with the schools here locally just to, you know, help, help with the, you know, on the job training for individuals and things like that. And we're, we're always looking for ways to, to build that community and, and make it better for everyone, to be honest. That sounds like something that definitely would happen at the rainforest community. <laughs> For our listeners who maybe are new to Rainforest, definitely check it out, Rainforest Alberta. That's where you can also find a copy of this podcast. A fantastic ecosystem of entrepreneurs and big idea people. And they also have something called Lunch Without Lunch on Wednesdays at noon that you might want to check out as well. And that would be also the information for that would be on their website. Speaking of information, for our listeners who maybe want to get in, in touch with you, Matt, and ask a few questions more about what we've talked about, what's, what's the best place to reach you? How can they re reach out and contact you? For sure, a couple of different ways. Matt.GrahamBlicka at Graham.ca. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. Just reach out, mention that you... Um, heard the podcast and want to have more information or want to have a chat. So open to that for sure. Wonderful. Sounds fantastic. So thank our listeners for sure for, for sticking with us for this last half hour. So before we, we finish, is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about the great ideas that you've been implementing in Graham Construction and any extra thoughts? 
yeah, our, our industry is ripe for innovation and gains and lots of opportunities and to make things better. And if anybody has ideas, we're open to listening and, and hearing about it and even partnering on it and finding ways that we can make things safer, make things more efficient or, you know, make, make the day shorter for people working on projects. So those are, those are some areas that we'd love to hear about ideas and get some help on. Shorter and safer. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So again, thank you listeners for hanging with us for the last half hour and definitely check out more of the other great podcasts on this channel. There's been conversations that involve all sorts of different topics. So again, thank you so much and we'll catch you on the next one. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. We build great custom software while bridging the gap between education and experience. New Idea Machine makes your ideas real. Visit newideamachine.com for more info. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.